Hi, this is Tricia Lewis and welcome to the Make It Real podcast aimed at small business owners to help you build your business without selling your soul. I've walked the walk, my guests have walked the walk and now we're all talking the talk from branding, content creation, marketing to fear sorting and real you unsquashing so many insights and tips. So stay tuned. Right, I have Saima Brown with me. Now, I'm just going to read what her LinkedIn headline says, okay? And then we will unwrap it. And this is going to be an incredibly useful uh, listen. All right, so stay with me. Helping virtual assistants transition to online business managers. And we're going to unwrap that because I had to ask Saima just what that meant um, <clears throat> by Business Boost Mentoring. So, so Saima mentors VAs and online business managers from a position of having her own uh, coastal, I've what it's called, your co- coastal VAs, that's right, her own company with a number of virtual assistants, um, which is established. So she's now sort of... Um, uh, going out into the direction of mentorship as well. So she is a very experienced VA type person and those kind of people that just sort of do really useful things while you can get on with all the fabulous uh, money-making creative stuff and then all that horrible nasty thing like admin and um, lists and data and uh, and editing. and uh, Right, let's go for it, Simon, <laughs> because I am I could be representative of a number of listeners, somebody who's at that point in their business where they're kind of, they know <laughs> they know they need help with stuff. So we're going to unwrap what, how one might go about making those decisions, not being a control freak and, um, and just what, uh, what goes on behind the scenes, the sort of cogs and wheels of a business if you like which you're very much involved in so um simon lives pretty much down the road from me in sunny bournemouth it's lovely to see you lovely to be here (laughs) i'm looking forward to the interview well yes uh, after that introduction um hopefully the listeners are too except they might think what on earth is trisha talking about so let's let's (laughs) hand it over to you you explain in a glorious nutshell what you do Simon. So um, I've been working for many years with entrepreneurs and um, what I do is I I get to know their businesses from the inside out. I look, look at their businesses almost the same way as I'd look at my own and I treat them like my own and I'm very um, precious about any person's business that I am involved in. And I like to find out exactly how people are running their businesses, what their businesses is about, um, and really get to know every element of it, all the nuts and bolts. And, and, and the first thing I always like to do is listen to what they think their problems are in their business. And sometimes their, what they think is not working in their business is, is sometimes not necessarily the bit of their business that that isn't working so um, an example that I use quite regularly is I had someone who contacted me um, and said I'm getting too many phone calls I need telephone answering 
And the first thing I said to them was, I don't do telephone answering, but can we have a chat about your business and um, let's see why you're getting so many phone calls. And it turned out the reason they were getting so many phone calls was that they weren't answering their emails quick enough and um, their website was out of date. So we worked together to get standardised emails written, um, a regular mailing um, list put together at, of all their current clients and a regular mail out went out to keep their clients updated on what was going on and times of, of classes and and so they knew what was happening and then we made sure their website was up to date and as soon as that happened all the phone calls stopped and sometimes it's just also about educating clients as to where is the best place to contact people as well so um if, if you if you want them to email you is to actually tell people email me and i will get back to you by email within a certain time frame i would say give them like a 24 hour 48 hour time frame and be realistic with that and that way clients know if they don't answer me like within five seconds it's not that they're ignoring me they will be coming back to me within that time frame so it, it's just it's just um, making sure that things are put in place to to streamline stuff and make things run more efficiently and sometimes the answers aren't obvious until you've spoken to someone else oh you couldn't have put that better i mean what you're talking about actually is communication of course Simon. <laughs> um, which you know is quite a useful thing um that is such a great example yes number one what you think is going wrong might just not be it it's just a it's just a sort of layer that you can see uh, but what's going on underneath that creates that that's driving that perfect that's that's a great tip people could start thinking perhaps deconstructing that themselves a little bit as well um in fact my my husband's a project a business analyst a project manager so there's a lot, lot of similarity in the kind of way you're talking this nuts and bolts and you know well if that then why this and if that then it's not that and you know i love that i love that but we don't tend to have enough time to do this um when we're you know i mean you've got to keep your marketing up to date your social media presence you've got to actually service your clients you've you know it's it's a, a heck of a lot if you are a one person um band so to speak so that's a good starting place i love that the fact oh, i love that and that expectation management thing um where you communicate so people aren't thinking well i don't know did they get that email i'm not sure well shall i email again or and then well no i better phone and then or, is there a contact form on the website no i don't know oh god yeah love it and and so just the simple nice sorting out of those as you say nuts and bolts that has a transformational effect on the time now and the energy that that person can spend productively. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh. Um, I think the thing is as well is that because we are an online world, everyone expects everything to be instantaneous and, and um, you, have to, you have to think, I always think to pe go back to people and say, you know, um, think about if, if a hairdresser replied to you within five seconds, you would instantly think that they're not busy. 
why aren't they cutting people's hair? So, so it's also that thing that just because someone's emailed you or telephoned you, it, it might not, it might be the right time for them, but it might not necessarily be the right time for you. And you, you need to be able to, especially in a business, be able to talk to people professionally and not feel rushed. And, yeah. and so it, it, it's, it's not to have that quick reaction, it's to actually react when the time's right for both parties. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I think we're all very different, actually, our, our, you know, different personalities, whatever, behave differently, which you will have discovered in bucket loads because you haven't got a particular kind of person that comes looking for this assistance. There'll be presumably just a very wide mix of people. So, so you're having your, do you actually see quite soon on, you think to yourself, ah, oh, yes, this is one of those kinds of people. Not, not in a nasty way, but as in, so for me, for instance, you probably think, oh, it's Trisha, she's very spontaneous, and creative, so she's all that stuff, so she's probably doing a bit of this and a bit of that and multitasking. Am I right? Yeah, there's, there are different types of people. There are the people that are wanting to do lots of things and then there are the people that are very focused and want to be on the next thing and the next um you know get that thing done before we do the next thing and i think the, the thing is there's not a right or wrong way to do it it's just obviously working out what the priority is and even the person that has a very strong focus on where they want to be they might be over in next week where actually they need to be in today so so it's yeah. just it's just managing um it's just learning to manage people and find out actually what are their priorities and what needs to be done first and you know when we work with people that's why I spend time getting to know them getting to know their businesses so I can help um, I work with them so that so that they so we come to a place where actually you know this is what you need to do first and they they're like yes actually that is what we need to do first before we go on to the next thing so it, it's like, it, as, as I say to people, it's, it's, like, um, it's like when you're starting a new um, challenge, like the couch to 5K, it's, it's getting off the sofa first and then we slowly get to the 5K. And once we hit that 5K, everything should be running smoothly. And then we can go on to the next um, part of the challenge, which might be the 10K. <laughs> yeah exactly rather than try to just leap off the sofa and do 5k have do your back in be out for months yeah. <laughs> i love that i love that as a as a way of um, visualizing it it's brilliant and it is sometimes i've i i am guilty of being quite impatient because of the way i am because i because i react so quick and this is i think for everybody to be aware of this think about oh yeah that's that's because I'm like that, but that doesn't mean they need to be like that. So what, why is it taking a little bit longer? And then, you know, think, well, actually, if this was too quick, if they'd come back to me too quick with this, there would be something amiss because, I mean, you know, I've just been through a process of writing a book and all that, that all the team that then gets involved, um, you know, you have to be patient. They can't, 
they can't proof you know someone can't proofread in two minutes and if they did there'd be something wrong with it so you're you're absolutely right to point that out that's but have you got your communication set up properly in order that people don't feel left in a kind of limbo land of not knowing what's going on this is great i mean this this sounds this makes complete sense and and what you do is is so useful but how do people get over that little initial mental block of uh, the control issue <laughs> um, what what i always say to people is that we always go for the quick or not quick wins i wouldn't say quick wins but something that they feel more comfortable handing over first so it it might it might just be um as i said something like um e email marketing or something and actually make you know before for, for something like email marketing you're not going to write an email and send it out without the client seeing it first you would you would make sure the design was set up right and then you would write the email make sure it sounded in their tone and and you would get them to check it every step of the way and and then once they were happy with the first one then maybe you'd let the, you you'd let them let go a bit a bit for the next one until they get to a time where they're like i don't want to see it anymore i'm happy to hand it over and some people are very quick at letting you take it over and some people need that little bit of extra reassurance and you just have to appreciate as we as we've been saying everyone is different and yeah. it and some some people just want to have that last check and that's absolutely fine if that's what they want to do um and if other people are happy for you just send it out that's fine too it's just finding that way and then once they've built their con once you've built their confidence that that bit's okay then they're normally happier to go on to the next bit and the next bit and then there are other people that i've worked with that they've just gone right this is my business this is what needs doing just go and sort it out and <laughs> and that's what and that's what we'll happily do as well it's just it's just really down to how everyone is and you have to you know you have to appreciate that you have to understand that that's that person's business and they've built that up from scratch and they need to feel comfortable yes absolutely and and the thing is and, and we talked about this before actually is that with a with a proper respected professional um va um, setup you're you're going to have to uh click in your head that they also have it's their business we were talking about this so so yeah. you don't want to do a shoddy job because nobody else will ever book you again so that's part of that mutual trust thing isn't it yeah yeah totally because um you know and, and, and this is what I say to a lot of VAs as well, is that we're business owners as well. You know, I've, I've, um, I've had my business since 2008 and I've got, a, I've got a reputation that I want to keep. And the last thing I want to do is do a bad job because that will reflect badly on my business just as much as it would on the person that I was working with. So I... I treat every business like it is my own because because it, it's my business reputation as well. Yes. 
Oh, absolutely. And, this, and the same for me as a coach. I mean, that, yes, there are probably, well, let, I mean, an example would be some flashy, some flashy coach person, all right, offering this flashy thing online, make billions in two days, blah, de blah. They could potentially take your money and, you know, do a very mediocre, just about getting away with it job. And they might be fine with that because they'll never have to see you again. Okay. They haven't really done a terrible thing. They haven't totally conned you, but they haven't put their heart and soul into it. Whereas, you know, somebody like me and most people I know do put our heart and soul into every client that we work with because because part of that is yeah this is this is me this is my reputation on the line here i mean yes there's more to it you actually genuinely want to as i know you would as well help that person um and support that person but there is you've got to remember yeah why would i do it why would i do a half-hearted or why would i take you to a place that was going to be dangerous or uncomfortable or set you off in a different direction that you didn't want to be in you know, so that you then go off and say to people, oh, God, don't, don't, don't worry with her. That was, that was a nightmare. I mean, <laughs> and I just think it was worth underlining that, Simon, because I think um, when people are trying to hand stuff over, that is, that is part of the thinking that, that should go into it. Well, yeah. But of course, go with people that have been recommended. You know, I mean, if you're on LinkedIn or anything like that, you're, or parts of, part of a network or a community that's got to be the best starting place isn't it oh yeah definitely and um i i i've always found my clients always come to me through recommendations um i can't actually remember the last time i physically found someone because it, it is it is through recommendations and um and and that's what's important to everyone for building a business and for me, that I, I get no, I, I get no greater pleasure than when I see one of my clients' businesses succeed, um, and grow from, and and knowing that I've been part of helping them get that, get that growth, and and um, it it makes me feel really great to see, to see people growing that way so. exactly exactly that's part of our job satisfaction yeah so it's interesting that you're i had to ask you actually what the sort of definition of an online business manager was so just <laughs> just explain um just explain that again um well an online business manager um it's it's quite a fairly new term in the uk it's um been in the us for a long long time and um what they are is they're almost like the next level of a virtual assistant so they are um, the right hand person in a business and there um, a lot of people have said to me you are like my my second in command and we get to know the businesses um, as I've been saying inside out and we basically take the the um, bits of the business away from the business owner that, so that they can focus purely on the money making side of it and you know if people are writing courses and stuff um, they can then have the headspace to write those courses and to get them right they can they can be in the right place to do one-to-ones with their clients and not have to be doing the admin 
behind the scenes and the processes and also um, I will um, manage um, team members for them as well so um, I worked with a company that I was doing their website development project management so I I was talking to the designers and the web developers and getting all of that work done and ready for the client and then when when it got to a point that it needed I would do all the checking for them and then when it when I felt it was nearly ready to launch then I would hand it back to the business mm -hmm. owner and they would obviously do the final checks and with the client and stuff so so you and um and just knowing how you know just the whole project management knowing the timings knowing how to delegate and all that is is very important part what, of the what, online yeah absolutely role. so very much project management kind of stuff and it, and, and yeah. every, when you talk some part of my brain is just saying oh oh please get me to a position where i can hand a whole load of stuff over to simon because it would be bliss it really would so it's so useful to to sort of have this deeper understanding of, of what what you do what vas do what online business managers do um and and presumably actually depending on your budget as a business owner you know you'll go it is the baby steps again isn't it so so start off with just delegating an aspect of your bit well start off with the conversation yeah. so the person gets to know that what you think is a problem might not be the problem there we go um <laughs> hand over a little bit and then you might discover like magic you're able to make more income because you've freed up this space to do what you're good at doing your business um and then you can pay more to have more involvement from a va possibly then it's more like an online business manager you've got i mean that's the journey isn't it yeah and and you know it with with all the businesses that i've worked with um you you do start off normally at that that first step and and i you know i've i have the businesses have grown and and we've we've grown together it's sort of a hand a hand in hand relationship and um and so that's that's um it, it's a really nice experience oh absolutely to, to absolutely um yeah and i i right so i could um I, it's quite interesting so you, now your mentoring um uh side of things is is growing um mentoring vas mentoring vas to become online business managers that all that sort of lovely stuff is there a sort of is there a kind of person <laughs> that doesn't make you know what i mean is there are there certain uh i don't want to use the word qualities because then it sounds like you're saying well this is good and this is bad but you know what i mean uh, it, to be if somebody's out there thinking oh maybe i could be a VA or an online business manager, what would you say they should check off in their thinking? Um, I think the thing is with um, with VAs um, is is you know you need to be one of you need to be an organised person, um, and I think you you know whether you are or you're not. Um, I you know VAs come from all different backgrounds, so I can't necessarily say oh you're one person or, or another i i didn't come from a traditional um admin background i worked in the food industry for many years and um i but 
part of my job in the food industry was processes. I looked at processes and made sure everything worked efficiently. Um, and so for me, that, that side of me has always been there. So, um, so yeah, I, there's no, there's no, you don't have to be a secretary or a PA or, or any sort of administration person to become a BA. Um, for me, it, it was, as, as you know, as I've told you previously, um, going to the BA world was because I got recommended by a friend and that was where I landed my first job. And I loved the fact that there was a work-life balance for me. I could be at home with my children and run a business. And, and so that, that's what worked for me. And so I think it's just really knowing what you want in, in your mm. life and is, is, is part I, of it. Yeah, absolutely. The work-life balance is, is, is good because you can kind of grow with, as your family grows, etc. you can grow the business. But I was also assuming um, when you were talking, I was thinking you need to be a good listener, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> but then is there, is there anything that you shouldn't be a good listener in? No, not really. No. Um, but if you, if, you, if you are one of these people who perhaps just wants to be out there more on broadcast mode, <laughs> it's, not, it's not for you. <laughs> because as you say, you've so got to get under the skin of, of that person's business, really, not the superficial level that they might be giving you um so a bit like me simon there's a detective element in there as well I yeah. Think. yeah and i suppose it's a problem solving you know you yeah. want to listen and make a solution for them and if you're that type of person that you can look into a business and actually work out where you can help them um you know and and i suppose um with the difference between um, a VA and OBM is, v I, I would say, is OBMs are more strategic. They more, they are the more, okay, this is where we where we should be going, mm. offering those solutions. A VA is more of a probably doing doing the task list. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's probably no, that, the easiest yeah, way to explain. That makes actually that really, no, that makes complete sense. Listen, before we wrap up, um, I know that you. Um, I just want to give a. a I was going to say a quick win. It's not, it's not that quick, but it is a practical thing that you can consider doing, listeners, okay? And it's to do with the dreaded emails. <laughs> da, 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 the looming inbox with great big sort of devil's horns on it. Let, let's just try and make it into something slightly calmer. So Simon has a bit of a, I, I, what I think is a really interesting little system for coping with email overload go for it simon so um it's the four d's um do ditch delegate delay um so when you what i always recommend to people is do not have your emails on 24 7. Um, i don't have my emails on my phone um, when you do open them have it as a specific email time and go through your emails, either reply to them if they're a very quick reply, so the do. Um, if it's something that you're not interested in, you might have signed up for a mailing list. It might be something that you're interested in in the future, but or, or that the actual email that's come out at that time is something that's not relevant, delete it. 
Um, so ditch, delegate, if it's something that you can hand over to a team member, or even something if, if you're at home is handed over to a family member, um, delegate it. And then the delay is if you get an email, so say it's for a client um, who's a potential new client and they, you need that time, then you delay it and um, you reply when you have the time. There are also emails that I would say put in a delay box that are ones that you need to have a bit more consideration over, but they're not the, the few second reply ones. And at the end of every week, if you go into that delay box, make sure that you've either, either um, replied to them or you ditch them. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you might actually think that they need to be delegated, but you should hopefully by the end of each week have an empty inbox and the emails are in the right areas or have gone to the right people and have been responded to or yeah. accordingly. Um, I also um, recommend that if you want to sort of start this process um, from scratch and you've got those thousands of emails in your inbox, it's actually put all those thousands of emails in a, a, a sort out inbox and allocate a bit of time every day like 10-15 minutes where you just go into that box and start to Love sort it. them out but don't don't do it as a oh I need to sort out my inbox and spend like hours doing it just just go and do it just have a select time put timer on do as much as you can and then step away and also, it's a good time to unsubscribe from those um, subscriptions that maybe, you know, a year ago you thought were relevant. Um, and now actually they, your business has moved on and you don't need them. No one's going to be offended if you yeah. unsubscribe from them. Um, and just think about how, how much calmer you would feel oh. if you weren't receiving that, so many. I already yes. feel calm just thinking about it, Simon. And it's funny because it took me a while to even start using folders in my inbox. So, so you know, I'm working on a project for somebody at the moment and there were quite a few emails with important things attached to them as well and, and what have you and Zoom links and scripts and all sorts. And and they were just in my inbox, you know, and I, and I thought, oh, Trisha, have a folder. So I've got a folder which is labelled for this particular client and, you know, and now they're all in there. So I don't have to go, when was it? It was about a week ago I got that email. It's so silly, you know, and it sounds daft. You think, well, you're a business owner, Trisha, you should have done, you should have clicked onto that years ago, but no, these things come to you in time and some people will be more of an organized type than others and this is how we do but we learn we keep learning and these tips are absolute gems Simon so thank you thank you very much so we could carry on talking about this for quite a long time but I will let you go and you'll come back another time and hopefully um yeah we'll we'll, we'll dig in we could dig into any one of those things and spend an entire podcast episode uh listeners i think you'll find that that is really useful really insightful and thank you simon so much where where do people get in touch with you um well i've um 
on on my Instagram, I've set up a new thing called a coffee chat, which obviously is virtual. And so if anyone wants to um, come and have a half an hour chat with me online, um, just click on the coffee chat and um, bring a cup of coffee and we can have a have a virtual chat. Brilliant. I love that. What's your Instagram? Um, it's Coastal VAs. It's Coastal VAs, right. Coastal VAs. Be in the show notes, everybody. Um, but that's, that's Simon Brown, Coastal VAs. Find her on Instagram, have a cup of coffee, sit down, feel calm. This is delightful. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, speak to you soon. Yes! Take action. Try this one small step. Well, there's the very practical stuff you can do with your email inbox, which is definitely on my to-do list. You know, setting up those folders. Do you need to do it now? Delay, delegate, ditch. And then there's the considering with all this new knowledge you have and all the lovely stuff that Simon has said. Is it time to perhaps consider getting a virtual assistant? And maybe it's not as scary as you think. Stay connected and spread the word. Go put some stars all over iTunes for me. But mostly go to trishalewis.com where you'll find resources, my social media links and updates on the new book, The Mystery of the Squash Self, which is out on Amazon on April the 1st. Ah, keep in the loop with the fortnightly newsletter. Most of all, go forth, thrive and have fun as your unsquashed self. Look forward to the next episode. Never be replaced.